Bible history is much more than history. Learn how events that occurred thousands of years ago are being repeated today, transforming history into prophecy. Next, on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. The Apostle Paul told us to learn lessons from examples in the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. Corinth was one of the largest cities in the Roman Empire, and Paul told them that these examples he was discussing was for this end time. Now, many Corinthians were having a lot of problems, like we are today, and Paul was doing everything he could to deal with those problems. But I want to show you that most of those examples of warnings were Bible prophecies in for us in this end time. Bible prophecies, they came as prophetic warnings in the crisis at the close, as Daniel calls them. So there's an urgency to this message. The, Paul thought he was living in the end times, just before 70 A.D., but 70 A.D. was only a type of what is coming to pass in this end time. And so what Paul was really talking about was our time today. And the good news here about this is it all leads directly into the second coming of Jesus Christ. And that's the best news we could possibly hear. Notice 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11. This is from the New International Version. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us, on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. So most of those warnings are Bible prophecies. That's, that's what I have come to see that this verse is telling us. They are Bible prophecies for this end time. For example, if you look at the Old Testament of Isaiah, the prophet, you'll see that he warned Israel of what was coming upon them, but that was only a type, only a type of what happens in this end time. Now, today, that ancient prophecy is, is a history. It's history. And the, uh, the history example has become prophecy for today. Now, that is a fascinating concept here, I believe, that we need to understand about the Bible. Many of those examples of warnings that Paul is talking about came uh, talking about in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11, they, uh, they came in the form of Bible prophecies for this end time. And that's really critical to understand. I, I frankly had not fully understood this until today. But who is it that reveals truth to us? Only God does that. But uh, there are many examples like you see in Isaiah. And that's Paul was referring to those examples of warnings as well as others. But it's important that we see those great prophecies for this end time. Many of those examples 
uh, or end time warnings from prophets, and you'll find that there are over a hundred of them in your Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. Let me give you Moffat's translation of 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11. It all happened to them by way of warning for others, and it was written down for the purpose of instructing us whose lot has been cast in the closing hours of the world. The closing hours of the world. And he says, now they're written down, written in the Bible for you and for me to understand, to, for individuals to understand. These are, I'm going to show you from the former prophets today how this is, uh, how this all takes place and how we need to understand this. The uh, closing hours of the world, that means uh, a very strong warning for this end time, this crisis at the close. Daniel called it that, and that's, that's exactly what it is today. And that prophecy was only for us, not even for the ancient times at all. But again, we have the 70 A.D. Holocaust, which was just totally destroyed the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, so it is a type of three nations of Israel in this end time, and that's all explained in our book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy. If you don't have a copy, you really do need it. It's a vital book for your understanding of Bible prophecy. This all happened when the Roman Empire attacked Jerusalem, and they're going to be afflicting Israel in this end time, of which Jerusalem is a type. So we need to keep that in mind. It today is specifically called the Holy Roman Empire, and it is all going to lead into the coming of the Messiah. So let's study these uh, latter-day prophecies, and you'll see that over 90 percent of th this prophecy is for today, this end time. It's for today. And these warnings are uh, critical for us to understand. Notice verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 10. It says, everyone, no matter how firmly he's, he's talking to individuals, you, everyone, you, me, all of us, he wants us, these individuals, to get it. No matter how firmly he thinks he is standing, must be careful, he does not fall. That's a warning to everyone. Every one of us is warned by that. So let's look back at the former prophets, and I want to show you today how Bible history becomes prophecy. How Bible history becomes prophecy. That's a fascinating subject, and I hope you uh, will see that in what I'm talking about today. The former prophets are comprised of uh, the biblical books of Joshua, Judges, 1 and 2 Samuel, and 1 and 2 Kings. So if you look, uh, they are they are mostly history, if you just look at it, when you read it. But remember, they are called former prophets. So the great emphasis is not on history, but on prophets and what they prophesied. 
the, the, this, this just is filled with end time warnings, just filled with those warnings of, of prophecy that we need to understand today. Now, you'll find that many scholars will say, well, that's, that's only history, but I tell you, that is dangerously wrong. It's not true. This is mainly prophecy. That's why prophets wrote it. And why do we have prophets? Well, God sends them to this earth to prophesy, or sends them uh, a message to them on this earth, and they have to declare that message. That's what their job is. That's why they're, they're uh, well, it's what their whole purpose is to prophesy. So, when you talk about the, the examples of warnings in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11, you're really talking, in most cases, about vital Bible prophecies for this end time. Now, there are other issue, uh, issues covered here in uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11, but the uh, emphasis is on prophecy. That's how most of those examples are shown to us, and God says you'd better learn from those examples or you could lose your spiritual lives. It's very critical that we all grasp that. If you look at, like, for example, uh, Joshua and Judges, you'll see that Joshua led Israel and they prospered and were really a great nation, but then after he died, and those that were around him, well, it all began to change, and so we enter into the book of Judges, which is the bloodiest book in the Bible, the most gruesome book in the Bible, because Israel just had to voluntarily go to a judge to get direction, and they usually didn't do that, and some of the judges were corrupt, and it was uh, the people became discouraged. And it says that every one of them did that which was right in their own eyes. They just turned away from God. And in, this all ended in disaster. If you look closely at the books of Samuel and Kings, it talks about the history of David and Solomon. Now, they became a regional power, huge power, in uh, 1000 A.D. And, and that period of time, and they had national security and they had unity, but it degenerated into division, horrible division, where every man did that which was right in his own eyes, and that is a prophecy for today. They were warned anciently, and then it became history, and now that history is prophecy for today. We need to understand that uh, to really grasp what this is all about. If you look at uh, politics today and uh, ideologies and religion, I'm telling you, it, it's, it, it has just degenerated like it did anciently in Israel. And America is a part of Israel. So is the United Kingdom or Britain. And it also specifically includes the Jewish nation in the Middle East. So we have three nations in particular that God is aiming this at today. These prophecies refer to Israel specifically, 
when God is talking about dealing with them, uh, His own people, Israel, in this end time. He's talking about the two birthright nations and the scepter nation, those nations that were mightily blessed by God, and they've forgotten about those blessings today. And who gave them? And who gave them all this prosperity and all of these wonderful visions from your Bible, and the major one referring to the scepter promise, referring to David's throne, and how it is today, it continued down through the ages on this earth. And Jewish leaders, men and women, sat on that throne, and and it, that throne continues right on down to the second coming of Jesus Christ, and it is, after all, Jesus Christ's own throne. And he says, now those that will come out today and get this message out to the world will share that throne with Jesus Christ and rule over the world and the universe for all eternity. That's such a, an overwhelming reward that He gives those first fruits, as they are called in the Bible. Now, we know that nations are going to make mistakes, and they did anciently, and we're doing so today, and there's all kinds of division, all kinds of problems. But when uh, scholars began to talk about this being only history in these former prophets and other prophets, well, I tell you, they are damaging and maybe even destroying people's faith. That's how important this is. People need to believe God and God's history, which is 10,000 times better than secular history. Because it is God's history, and it's God-inspired. And how many people really understand that? It's a wonderful, wonderful truth if we can just understand it, and it's not all that difficult to prove. So many authorities will tell you that history is the most effective teacher of all, and that is true. It really is. Bible history is the greatest history because it's God's history. Why is it that Saul failed and David succeeded mightily and majestically to serve God as God's royal king over Israel? Because he looked to God. David looked to God and trusted God and believed God and loved God and loved God's way of life and God's teachings. And he had a real passion for God, and God is going to reward him with being over all Israel in the near future. But again, you see, if you live like Joshua did and his followers, well, you just have, a, have beautiful results that come. And that's history. That is history. But today it's prophecy. If we go, if, see, again, it prophesies to us what good things will happen to us if we follow Joshua. Then on the other hand, there's the judges. If you follow the way of the judges, where everyone does that that's right in his own eyes, disaster faces us, all of us, if we don't learn from this wonderful, wonderful prophecy and history. That history has become Bible prophecy. It surely has.
And that's the way it is with a lot of the Bible history. And that's what Paul was talking about even in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11. History prophesies the fate of nations, that if it is taken from the Bible, that's for sure. But again, how, how is the, the faith of the people? That is critical. If you look at, uh, like the Cambridge Bible talks about the book of the Acts of Solomon, 1 Kings 11, verse 41, and the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah, and the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. In other words, these uh, writers are, are compilers of the former prophets, and they compile former prophets from these books, which we don't have today. These men were really educated, and they did have these books at that time, and that's what comprised the former prophets. They're, they're studying those three prophets, and then working to form the former prophets, or the earlier prophets, is, is what it means. Notice 2 Chronicles 9 and verse 29, Now the rest of the Acts of Solomon, first and last, are they not written in the book of the Nathan the prophet, and the prophecy of Ahijah, and, or the Shilonite, and in the visions of Jedo, or Ido the seer, concerning Jeroboam the son of Nebat? This book of the Sol Solomon consisted of three prophets, and of course that book of Solomon was taken then, uh, it was made into one book, and they then the, uh, these, the, these prophets that wrote this took the, uh, those uh, three prophets and the, uh, the, well, the, uh, the uh, book of Solomon, which uh, actually consisted of those three prophets and wrote the former prophets. But you could look, if we look at these closely, you look at some of the prophet Idu, well, who knows about that? Who knows anything about the prophet Idu? But he, had, he helped in, in all of this in writing one of the books that became the Acts of Solomon and then became the former prophets. So these men were well educated. They knew. Uh, God's Bible as only a prophet can. They knew all about God's Word. They knew all about the Acts of Solomon. And they, they had these, this, this, this book while Solomon was alive, and they recorded all of this history. And they kept accumulating it and building on it and building on it as time goes on. And that, of course, ends up being the former prophets. I mean, these, these books you can rely on, these are God-inspired books, God-inspired. It's God-inspired history, and it's from that God-inspired history that we receive so much of our prophecy for this end time, so much of it. Now let's look at 1 Chronicles 29, verse 29. Uh, here King David uh, created offices to ensure this history was kept. It was invaluable to them. Now notice, it says, Now the acts of David the king, first and last, behold, they are written in the words of Samuel the seer, our prophet, and in the words of Nathan the prophet, and in the words of Gad the seer. So the men who wrote the former prophets were highly educated, 
and they were prophets, and they prophesied. They did it in the former prophets, the major prophets, the minor prophets, all of the prophets. They prophesied. That's what they were commissioned to do, is prophesy. Well, they wanted to keep that flame of David's throne alive throughout history from the time of David on down to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And where is that throne today? If you want to know, we have a booklet about the new throne of David, and it will explain that to you in detail. And it's one of the most inspiring, inspirational revelation that God has ever given the Church of God is true, true, very elect. If you look at uh, Samuel and, and Kings, you'll find that uh, Elijah and Elisha, they, they uh, educated people. God raised up three colleges in, in, uh, with uh, Elijah and Samuel and Elisha, and there were, they were small colleges because it was just like today. Israel wasn't very interested in God, but there were these small colleges proclaiming God's message, getting it out to the world, and most of Israel didn't believe it. And the same thing is happening in this end time. That, too, is prophecy. That's prophecy. And this is the kind of prophecy that Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11. It's a lot more than just a certain subjects like maybe healing or something like that. This is uh, something that is a great portion of what Paul was talking about. When people talk about the Hebrew history, when they're talking about the Old Testament, let me tell you, it's a lot more than Hebrew history. It is prophecy galore, and 90% of it is for this end time. That's how critical it is. And how many people really understand that? I mean, uh, I hope you'll take the time to study these former prophets, and we'll send you the book on the former prophets if you don't have it. But it is a, an amazing book with some of the mightiest lessons you'll ever find in the Bible. It's that important. You can look at, uh, if you want to see uh, how Jeroboam broke away from Judah. And, uh, and the throne of David, and went out in, uh, you can see in 1 Kings 12 that he, uh, he, began, he, he wanted to take Israel away from the, from the Jews, the Jewish temple and, uh, and, and the throne of David. God warned him not to do that, but he did it anyhow. And you can see that he it goes on to talk about that in 1 Kings 12, verses 27 and 28, where they turned to false gods, and Jeroboam chose the, uh, the lowest of the people to be ministers so he could control them and change the holy days and change the laws of God and change the commandments, because he didn't want all of those people of Israel going back to Judah, where David's throne was. Now, did you know there's a modern-day Jeroboam? That's all prophesied. What Jeroboam did anciently is, became history, and now it is prophecy being fulfilled in Amos 7 in this end time, right now. 
I mean, it's in the process of being fulfilled. That's critical to understand. If you can, I'll just read a little of this to you if I have time here. Uh, Amos 7 and verse 10 says, where he's talking to the house of Jeroboam in verse 9. Verse 10 says, Then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent to Jeroboam king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you. Now this is an end time Jeroboam, and he's doing the same thing that ancient, the ancient Jeroboam did, but God did use him nevertheless to save Israel at one period of their history. And he's done the same things with Jeroboam in this end time. He's used him to temporarily save Israel and give them a chance to hear these wonderful prophecies and turn to God and not get into all of this terrible trouble that is coming if we don't learn what God is telling us today, what Paul told us. These examples of warnings or prophetic warnings, we need to learn them or we're going to fall away from God, Paul said. We're just going to fall away. But in this history here and prophecy, well, it talks about Jeroboam wanting to cling to his own throne, his own religion, and he didn't want the religion of David's throne again in this end time. Crucial information. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Bible history is much more than history. Learn how events that occurred thousands of years ago are being repeated today, transforming history into prophecy. Your Bible is full of fascinating stories and drama, but is it all just for your enjoyment? Request Gerald Flurry's free book, The Former Prophets, to discover how Bible history is more important than ever today. The Former Prophets section of the Bible consists of the book of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. This gripping history of battles, bloodshed, miracles, and dynasties took place thousands of years ago. Yet this history is destined to repeat itself. Study Gerald Flurry's book, The Former Prophets, to learn spiritual lessons about Christian warfare, the God family vision, building for God, and much more. You can look around at this chaotic world today and apply the lessons from the former prophets to almost every situation. Also request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Great Again, to learn about a stunning parallel between the Book of Kings and America today. Understand how an American leader who recently led a national resurgence is actually a type of an ancient Israelite king. This president and this king possess the same strengths and weaknesses. History really does repeat itself. Study Great Again to expose the hidden cause of America's most recent decline. You need to know why this nation is lurching so far into radicalism, making corrupt deals with mortal foes, and suffering deadly racial division. The fate of America will affect the lives of every person on the planet. You will also receive a free copy of our booklet, The Proof of the Bible. Explore Bible prophecies that have already come true to enforce your faith in the prophecies yet to be fulfilled. You can know what your future holds simply by searching the pages of your Bible. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Former Prophets, Great Again, and The Proof of the Bible. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629.
The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.